Hello, everyone. You are listening to Kingdom Stories, where we tell stories of hope and power from the lives of everyday Christians just like you and me. It is my hope that these stories encourage you in your walk with the Lord and remind you weekly how awesome our God is. Hey, everybody. I'm here with my brother, with my brother Elijah. Elijah, you want to say hi? Hello, everybody. <laughs> All right, Elijah, why don't you go ahead and start us off by telling us a little bit about who you are, some of your background, where you're from, and then go from there. Excellent. Um, yeah, so as Jesse's mentioned, my name is Elijah, and uh, I am, was born in Oklahoma and spent most of my life in Oklahoma and then transitioned uh, to California for graduate school. Uh, so I did everything up until, up and through college in Oklahoma um, <clears throat> and then relocated to California and uh, started this crazy venture, you know, of teaching because I initially studied um, uh, business. So I went to school for business and I was like, you know what? My vision, my dream is to be an ambassador to the U.S. To the U.S. Right? I want to be an ambassador. I want to be a diplomat and serve and work in different nations. Hmm. And uh, so I studied international business and uh, French and marketing. And that was my vision. And somewhere in between <laughs> the summer, between my uh, sophomore and junior year, I started teaching summer school. And so I started to teach uh, calculus for high school students. And I fell in love. I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to teach. But at this point, I'm too far into my studies. I cannot change my major. I'm just going to have to ride it out. And God, if you want to do something, you can. And maybe a uh, week or so after that moment, I got an email from an organization uh, and they uh, were like, hey, we heard that you're a leader on campus and we want to uh, have a meeting with you to tell you more about who we are and what we do. And I show up to the meeting and uh, found that, find out, which I did research on the front end before I went in, so I kind of knew more. But just hearing the story of uh, the lady, I never forget her name, Tamara, she, she met with me at a coffee shop and explained to me that like I could become a teacher with any degree. I didn't need to have an education degree. If I had, if I just completed my bachelor's degree, then I could move into education um, and they would get me credentialed um, while I start teaching. And so I was like, oh my goodness, this is an answer prayer, God, wow. So then I moved into teaching um, and uh, graduate school and moved to LA to do that and stayed there for several years. Um, and it was incredible, like loved, loved, loved it. So stayed in education for about 10 years, actually, um, before God transitioned me into a new direction, which it's amazing how he does those things. Um, when, uh, you have a plan in your heart and he has a bigger, bigger plan and a bigger vision for you. Mm -hmm. um, but it's always cool because it's like, he uses the desires of your heart. Like he places certain things in your heart and then you have to go with him on this journey of exploration to, to walk these things out. So again, 
my dream was to be a diplomat. I always like, I want to be a diplomat. I want to work in nations. Um, and later in, you know, years, years later in 2016, um, so in between all that, so this is like a, I got saved at the age of 16 for context. Mm-hmm. I saved at 16 and the first in my family to get saved and just went radically on fire for Jesus and was at every prayer meeting, every <laughs> choir rehearsal, anything they had happen at the church, I'm the man, I'm there. I'm showing up early, I'm there. And so I got saved at 16, went into college, went on a wilderness season in college where I didn't, cause I got saved at 16, so I only had about two years of foundation and discipleship, mm-hmm. which the church I was in, it, there were, I did have a, a great man of God that discipled me, um, but it just didn't have an, enough roots, especially not in the word, um, to, to sustain me. So by the time I got to college, I kind of did my own thing. And that led me to this wilderness season for 10 years, man. And so basically from 18 to 28, wow. I was kind of like in and out, mostly out, living an alternative lifestyle, choosing things that were not of God for sure. Um, and just experiencing a lot of just confusion and trying to live free and, and figure it out on my own, kind of without God, but he was always there mm. the entire time. So 28, this is the summer of 2015. I'm like at a place where I'm just wrestling. A lot of things have happened. I've hit rock bottom. I've lost this. I've climbed this ladder of success in education and kind of came down got a DUI, I got, just started partying and getting crazy because I was just trying to figure out, something was missing, right? It was mm. missing. And there was just a resistance in my heart to go back to God. Um, but I finally hit a rock bottom and I was like, God, if you come in and you change, like I will really give you my life for real this time and give you all of me. And, and I will even go on a mission. I would even be a missionary. Wow. Like this was wild for me, right? Because like missions is like, no, first of all, to be blunt, one of the things I thought was like, that's something white people do, you know? I'm like, <laughs> like I've never met any black people that have done missions. So like, <laughs> but <laughs> like, if you want me to do something like that, I'll, I'll literally give up everything and go to Africa. <laughs> and literally <laughs> the next morning, I wake up to a text message and said, check out this, you should check out this link. And I opened the link and it says mission trip to Kenya, Lunga Lunga, Kenya. And I was like, oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> are you are you serious? For real? And so I instantly knew I had to do it. And me and my best friend, uh, Julius, we were both like, cause we both had that moment where we were just like, we just gotta surrender, man. And like, we'll even do this thing. We'll be missionaries. And we get the text the next morning. I'm like, oh my God, I got this text. Like, we're supposed to go to Africa. And so we go to Africa that summer of 2016, the next summer, and God changed everything. Like, but on, and even in between, by the time I got to Kenya, there was so much that had happened. I got baptized in the spirit, you know, before, like I, I hadn't, you know, been, had received really just an, 
an outpouring and a baptism of Holy Spirit. And that happened in December of 2015. And so I received prayer language, just like received this infilling of Holy Spirit and start, I'm really hearing the voice of God and understanding that aspect and just going on this wild ride. Like, this is crazy. And so uh, summer 16, I went on my first mission trip. Wow. And it literally changed my life. Legit, like legitimately changed my life. And one of the things that I like to encourage people who are listening, one of the things that I was like, kind of like, as I'm getting deep in the word, I was like, I, what, what stood out and kind of like jarred me was when Jesus said, great, truly, I tell you that those who believe in me will do greater things than I've done because I go to be with the father. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, as I'm reading these books and combing over word by word, like, you've done some amazing things. You're like the goat, right? The greatest of all time. He's, yeah. he's, actually, he's actually a lamb, not a goat, you know, but, um, but he's like the greatest of all time. And I'm like, how, do, how, how is it that you say, one, I can do greater? Two, how humble, like, that's humility. Like, what? Like, how are you saying that, like, I'm going to do greater things than you. So it just blew my mind. But that kind of like stuck with me. It, I took it with me on the mission field. And so I'm like, all right, greater things. I want to see these things happen. You said that believers will go and lay hands on the sick. They will recover. You know what I mean? Blind eyes will be opened. Dead will be raised. All the, the full nine. Cool. I'm going for it. So I'm like in these like far off remote villages mm-hmm. in, 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 in East Africa. And they're mostly Muslim villages. Mm. And so I'm there and it's just hard. There's just no breakthrough. There's just no breakthrough. We're there and people are kind of like not wanting to engage when they realize what we're there for. And I kind of just that we're, we love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, okay. And I go home maybe the first night and it's just like a rough day. It's tough. And I feel like the Lord was like, I just felt this whisper of go read the stories of blind eyes being open. Hmm. And I dismiss it. So the next day I go into the village, I'm at it again. And another rough day. And I'm like, this is tough. This is my first mission. All this. I'm like, this is rough, man. It's a rough gig. Yeah. So, but it was just still so filled with I was filled with so much love just and compassion for just being with the people that would allow us to be with them and sit with them and get to know them and hear their stories. But it was rough, man. It was just a hard, just hard. I was just being challenged in so many ways. And then at the end of that second day, we're getting on the bus headed back right before I get on the bus. Someone was like, Hey, Elijah, have you talked to the blind man in your village? I'm like, what? They're like, there's a blind man in your village. I'm like, what? I haven't met anybody blind. They're like, yeah, there's a blind man in your village. You need to find him tomorrow. I'm like, what? They said, find him tomorrow and go meet with him. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, I'll do it. Then I came home and I was like, God, you told me to read about blind eyes. I didn't read. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And so I'm like trying to like, and so I go to the village and the next day and I'm searching for the guy. 
in. Uh, actually, I take that back. That, that the day, that second day, they they showed me who he was. There's a, there's a blind guy. I was like, I don't know a blind guy. So then they took me. They showed me where his, his hut was, and they were like, this is where he lives. So I like met with them. He's like, hey, hey, for a brief moment. But then I was like, oh shoot, I should have read the stories. So I went home and I read the stories, and I knew God was like in like inviting me into this place of increased faith to truly believe what he had spoken. And so I'm like, okay, God, greater things, greater things, greater things. So I'm reading these stories and I go back and I'm like, and I'm talking to him, you know, and then I'm like, can I pray for you? And he's like, sure. So I pray for him. He had been blind for, so he wasn't born blind. He had an accident that caused him to go blind uh, 20 years prior to this moment. Mm. So he had went a good number of years being able to see because he was an older man um but for the last 20 years in the last 20 years he lost sight his wife died his son died like he lost his whole wow yeah it was just a really tough story and so i'm listening to his story and just sharing about my life and we're just connecting and i asked to pray he's like all right i don't think it's gonna do anything but if you want if that makes you feel better go for it I pray, nothing. Can I pray again? Uh, okay, pray, nothing happens. I'm like, hmm, all right, well, cool. I'll see you tomorrow, I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so I leave and I go home and I'm like, oh man, like, I don't wanna be discouraged, but like, what? okay, I got to go read. So I like read, read more stories. Because mm-hmm. there's several instances in the Bible where Jesus healed blind. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just like reading the stories and studying the stories. And I'm like, okay, I got to get these down. And so I go back the next day. I'm like talking to him. And uh, he's like, you know, engaging at this point. He's a little more distant, um, and so I can tell it was kind of like a, I felt like it was personal for him to like be vulnerable in that space and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And so just like we're trying to meet with him in that place of compassion, have empathy and understand where he was coming from and how would I feel if that was me? And so just trying to like carry that perspective in that moment. And so I was like, ah, can I read you some stories? But he's like, yeah. So I read him a story from one of the stories in the Bible about mm-hmm. one of the blind men getting healed. And he, I said, what did you think about the story? He's like, that's incredible. I was like, that's, that's his, this is a story in the Bible. This is what Jesus, who he is, and he's healer and he does this and he can do this. And I believe he wants to do it for you uh, while I'm here. And he's like, I think you're just making up this story to make me feel better. Like, why would that story be in the Bible? Wow. And I'm like, no, it's not, I'm not making up this story to like connect to you. Like this is an actual story in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And he just had a hard time believing me. He's like, I think you're just making the story up so that I can feel better. And so I said, no, well, let's prove it. Let me pray again. And so right at this point, one of my friends came with me and we're praying and we're praying, nothing happens. So, um, we're like, my friend was like, can I read you another story? So then he reads about the story where Jesus spit in the mud, spit in the ground, made mud and put it on the man's eye. 
We sh- here we read him this story, and then asked him, "Could we do that?" <laughs> I was like, when he said that, I was like, looked at him like, "You're really about to do this? Like you're really about to do this?" He's like, "Yeah, I believe." And I'm like, "This is offensive." If wow. I'm like Jesus, you got to show up. We pray wow. he gets and what he ended up doing was we ended up putting water on the um dirt instead mm-hmm. of spinning in it we just like poured a bottle of water and made mud and put it over his eyes prayed rinsed it off nothing so i pray again and at this point he's like oh it's fine it's just like just just go you know and so we leave and i'm just like dang man what is going on like god i believe like you told me to do this you even told me to read about blind eyes before I even knew there was a blind man in my village. You, I, I know you want to heal him. So I go back, day three. Day three, I get in the village, but, and I always saved him for the, the last of my day because mm-hmm. he loved to talk and just sit. So I wanted to like just go around and visit the other people that I made connections with. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would always save him for the last. He's like my favorite, so I would just save him for last. And before I can even get in there, um, they're like, hey, uh, he's looking for you. I'm like, what? He's like, he's looking for you. I was like, why? They're like, he wants you to come pray for him. And I'm like, what? Because at the, at, by the time we left the last, the day before, he was pretty irritated and kind of like agitated and obviously like please leave leave me alone you know mm-hmm. and i was like oh and i was like for real he, he's like yeah and i was like okay so i went over and i was like hey what's going on like what what's going on uh his name is rajam and i was like what's going on rajam and he was like i need you to pray for me because after you left i started to see shimmers of light and i haven't seen anything in 20 years and i started to see shimmers of light last night when i was laying down and i'm like what he said yes i just see like light starting to come through and i'm like oh praise god okay (laughs) let's pray wow so we start praying and so i'm like praying i'm praying and it felt better because like i didn't have my friend with me this time so i felt more he felt more connected more intimate so i'm praying for him and we're praying for him and uh which is like really faith is believed so i had two team partners so it's three of us total on the team um and we're going and we're praying and we're praying and i'm just connected to them and they're kind of like worshiping on the side and one is reading the scriptures and and like we just got this whole thing happening and i'm just like with him and i'm praying and, and i'm like well okay how's it how you feeling? Are you seeing more? Are you seeing more? Like, how are you feeling? He's like, I can see a little more. I can see a little more. And so I was like, okay, well, and after we prayed for like maybe an hour or so, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go. We kind of like got to a stopping place. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go check on everybody else, but then I'll come back to you before I leave. So he leaves. So I go visit with the other people that I had connected with. And he goes down to like this lake where he would usually go to like, wash his clothes and take a bath but he comes back and by the time he came back from there and i'm at the end of my day coming to see him he's like 
I need you to pray. I went down to the water and when I washed, I could see more. And I'm like, what? So it made me think about the story when Jesus was like, go down to the pool and dip yourself, you know, and like, then you'll be cleansed. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, this is happening. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. And so, so I'm just like, just really cherishing him in my heart and loving on him and just going after it for him and just praying. And, and uh, by this time, it's word is going around in the village. And so this is, again, a heavy Muslim village. And they were just like not believers. And they're like, and some of them were agitators. They were like, you know what? If, if your God opens his eyes, I'll believe. I'm like, God, you hear him. You need to do something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we pray. And uh, instantly, he's like, so he's starting to see more. Mm-hmm. And he's starting to see more light. And I'm like, okay, this is happening. This is it. This is our moment, Jesus. Come on. And sure enough, uh, he, we just start praying and just praying. And he's like, I can see shadows. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I can see shadows. Like, I can see you standing in front of me. I can see your shadow. I'm like, um, what? yeah, you can, you know? And so, uh, so we're just praying and just going after him. And this was the, the last day actually that I was going to be in the village in general. Mm-hmm. Cause after this, we were going, we we're headed back to the States. So I'm praying and I'm going after it with him. And then he's like, I can see, like he started to see more and more than I shine a light. I can see the light. Can you see the light? I can see the light. I can see you holding the light. And I'm backing up further and I'm flashing this light. I think it was a flashlight from my phone. I'm flashing light. I can see it. I can see it. So I'm backing up. And, and at this point, the, the whole village is surrounding us. And they're like gasping. They're like, oh, what is going on? And then, okay, let's go for more. Let's go for more. We pray, we pray, we pray. And then he's like, and he looks. And at this time, the, the trip leader had rushed over to our village because she heard what was going on. And she was just like, he's like, I see you're standing next to a beautiful lady. And she was like, oh my God. Like, and I was like, and then he like described all this and everything. And like, he could see for the first time. And I literally oh. wept like a baby. Like even just telling, just like reliving that moment, it was just like, God, you're real. Wow. Your word is truth. Like truly greater things. And like, we will do the things you've done and greater. Like you did this. And I, now I'm experiencing what you're saying. And now, okay, I believe for greater. And that I share that story because that is like my intro to missions. And from that, I went on a mission every summer. Next summer, I was in Nepal. Next summer, I was in Israel. I was in Beijing and then Israel. And, I, and so from that point, it led me to a place to where now I've, I left, you know, my job and the, the comfort of where I was working in like a corporate setting, making a good portion of money. And then left that to move into the Hollywood industry and starting to experience success there and and just left it all for a call to full-time missions Mm. and so that's the season i'm in now where i'm like god i believe you so much because like every trip i saw miracles Mm -hmm. every trip 
like wild, astonishing, multiple miracles. And I'm like, I believe, I believe the one thing I haven't seen yet that I'm waiting for. I'm still like, God, you got to show me is the dead being raised. I'm truly believing for that one. So I'll come back on here and tell you when the dead get raised. Let's see it. But I, I, it's, it's like, it just truly cultivated something deep, a faith deep within me that like all things are truly possible for those who believe. Truly, all things are possible if you believe. Wow. And, and signs will follow those who believe. And I believe in the one true living God, Jesus, who truly does miracles, who truly raises the dead, who truly saves, heals, and delivers. And I've witnessed it all. Wow. And I haven't seen the physical dead, but I've seen spiritually dead people come to life who have no reason, no purpose, no joy, nothing on the verge of suicide, encounter the love and the, the presence of Jesus and, and, and come fully alive. Praise the Lord. So I've given, I've given everything to just seeing him glorified and to go to nations so that other people can taste and see how good he is. That's awesome. And, yeah. But, and, and the other thing about it too is like his faithfulness through every time I've gone, every place, every nation I've gone to, his faithfulness and provision, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've stepped out of relying on a, a check where I know I'm getting paid. I know how much I'm getting paid. I know how much I'm saving. I know all of this to one, stepping away and even giving away everything I had. He's like, yo, give it up. And, and some people he doesn't, everyone, I don't think everyone's called to physically give all their money and all this stuff but some he may ask to do that for me he asked for everything and i gave him everything and what i've gotten in return is priceless Mm. it's priceless the peace the joy the connection just the freedom that i'm walking in the purpose that i'm walking in is priceless you know and so but through every place i've gone he's provided he's every trip i've been sent on has been covered financially. Not only uh-huh. covered financially, there's been a mm-hmm. surplus where I've been able to bless other people. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, like with the, the breaking of the bread, right? And the fish multiplying, right? He will multiply it. And then there's so much left over. Yeah. And so just to encourage those who are listening, one, his word is truth. Like what you read is truth. You know, I learned, I don't get to decide what's right and what's wrong. I don't get to decide what scripture I get to keep and what scripture I get to throw out, which scripture I get to overlook or dismiss. You know, because if that was the case, I would have stayed in an alternative lifestyle, mm-hmm. doing what I want, doing what I very well pleased because it felt right. Mm-hmm. Because love is love, because I can do what I want, because I can follow my heart. And it's, that's not what it is. So the one, the word is truth. And when he says you are more than a conqueror, it's true. When he yeah. says you can do all things that are all things are possible through Christ, it's true. When he says greater things than these you will do, it's true. So it's just this thing of like, really take the word literal. Take it for what it says. When he says it, he means it. I'm yeah. at a place where God said it, I'm settled. That's awesome. And so that's one thing. It's just like take the word into wherever he leads you, he will provide. Like he will provide. Like I've not missed anything. There are moments where it was short. I'm like, oh, I don't know. 
but it's like, God, you got to show up. You got to show up. Boom. A miracle shows up. Wow. So many times there was a time I had literally no money at all. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I have to pay these things. I got this, like, God, I thought you called me to this. And a friend called me out of blue and was like, Hey, I'm not in my apartment, but you have a key. There's something in there. And I would just, the Lord just spoke to me and told me that I was, this was for you the whole time. I didn't know what it was for. Go in my room behind my bookshelf. There's a white envelope. It's yours. I go in there and it's an envelope with like over $900. Wow. It was like, it was supposed to be for you. So it gives me this envelope of money. There's so many miraculous forms of just provision. Not even just like in regards to missions, just in provision. There's so many miracles. So God will provide those who are listening and anxious, even during this time of like COVID and shut down and people losing jobs and all of this stuff. God will provide. Amen. God will provide. And one thing he's taught me is like, if you need a miracle, position yourself. You mm. really want to see a miracle, position yourself to need a miracle. And so a lot of ways I've done that. I've been in positions where I God, I need a miracle. And he shows up and I get to taste his faithfulness. I get to see it. So just know that God is faithful. He is true. He provides, he provides. That's awesome. Yeah. That is a great story. I got to say it's, it really blows my mind. You know, I, I got a story earlier from my old mentor, Ross with a kind of a feeding of the 5,000 kind of story that he's experienced but I haven't had too many of those miraculous stories. And so just hearing them really kind of wells me up with faith. And it's like, like, yay, yay team Jesus, you know, let's go do yeah. this, you know? Yeah. You know, if, if, if he has overcome the world, then, then what else do we have to fear? And I think that's, yeah. it's awesome hearing your story. And, and I, I, I won't, I want to ask you to go into a big story of it, but do you have some more examples? You said you had a bunch of other miracles happen. You talked about the money. Were there other miracles that, that came to mind that you were thinking of? Um, one miracle is the miracle of salvation. Right? Mm-hmm. Salvation is truly a miracle because like one cannot come to salvation without the leading and the revelation from Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And not only salvation, but like I was in um, a Middle Eastern nation that is a closed nation. Um, what they call it creative access. Yes. <laughs> yes. I creatively accessed the nation. <laughs> Thanks to God. Um, <laughs> and in this nation, I mean, there were, there are, there were churches that were like believers have moved out by the hundreds of thousands because of the heavy persecution and the death mm. that took place um, for proclaiming your faith. And uh, so I'm, I'm in this place and uh, there was a, a morning where we, I was headed to go meet with the morning fellowship to speak to and pray for a group of refugees. And on my way, I'm walking down this alley which was odd because usually the taxi driver would take me right to the building. But this time he dropped me like a block away. And I'm like, yo, take me close, man. I need to get to the place. I don't want to walk down this alley. And so like, I'm walking down the alley at this point 
and I walk and I'm kind of like in a conversation with another young man and I hear, hey, and I'm like, dismiss, I'm in my conversation, keep walking. Hey, I have a question, dismiss because I'm in this conversation. Hey, I have a question. And there was an instant conviction of stopping the whole spirit, like pay attention. I'm like, wait, that's English. English is not the language here. Arabic is the language. What? So I turn around. There's a young man pointing at me, and he runs. He sprints to where I'm at. I'm like, oh, shoot. You don't run in the Middle East, and you don't point in the Middle East, and you don't really yell at a, you know, random person, which they, you know, talk loud. But anyway, um, he runs up to me. He's like, are you, a, I have a question. I was like, yes. He's like, are you a Christian? And instantly I'm like, doom, this is the moment you've waited for. If someone asks, will you, are you, do you believe in Jesus? Will you die for it? Because in this place, like, that's not a, a common question people ask you. And that's not followed with persecution. Mm -hmm. So as I just, the power of the Holy Spirit came on me and I said, yes, I am. And he exhaled deeply. I was like, I've waited my whole life to meet a Christian. I've been having wow. dreams. I've been having dreams. I've been hearing this whisper telling me I need to be a Christian. I need to, I need to, I'm supposed to be a Christian. I need to find Jesus. And so I asked him questions, share with him the gospel. And he's like, yes, I want this. And I said, before we do it, I want you to, God is a God, who, Jesus is a God who speaks. So I ask him, what does he want you to know right now? Hmm. He's like sitting there and he's like, well, Jesus, if you're real, what do you want me to know right now? Close his eyes and, and he jumps. I'm like, what did he say? He said, all I heard was, I am the way. This is the way. Wow. And he had no, again, he's never picked up a Bible, never anything. And I'm like, that's what Jesus says in the Bible. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can get to the Father but through me. So no one can experience eternal life and salvation but through jesus he's the way and so he was like i'm in and so instantly get saved in a back alley of this wow. arab nation that persecutes believers you know what i mean and so that was such a miracle in like just salvation's miracle the context how it happened how the taxi driver dropped me off further away so that i can walk past him mm -hmm. and all of this that was a divine setup in such a miraculous moment where uh, he did all of that for one. He left wow. the 99 for one. And that is a, a test of a, a show of love and just the miracle of love, how love is such a miracle and it's so powerful. That's awesome. Man, I had, I got chills up in my spine when you, when he, he was like, I am the way. And it's like, he'd never even read a Bible and, and that's what he hears. That's what he hears. It's, it's amazing how God doesn't need us mm -hmm. to do the right thing. He doesn't need us to reach people. Yeah. Now he likes it when we want to help. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he could reach that kid who lives in a place where he's not going to hear it mm -hmm. from anybody. Yeah. And he'll just, you know, link you two up. And it's like, wow. That's yeah. how much he and cares. And that's a common thing in the Middle East is a lot of people are encountering him through dreams. Mm. I'm having a dream of this man in white. That's usually the context is like, and so, 
And it's cool because like God doesn't need us, but he chooses to partner with us. Like he's so mm-hmm. humble and, and that he was like, I don't need you, but I'm going to choose to use you, even though I know you're going to be imperfect in every way. I know you're not going to do it the way I had envisioned and planned or even spoke to you to do it, but I love you so much. And I want to partner with you in such a way that I'm going to invite you in. And so a lot of times people are like, I had a dream of this man in white. I have a dream of this man in white. What does this mean? Hmm. So a lot of times when they see believers, that's the first thing they say. I'm ha- who is the man in white? I keep, he keeps coming to my dreams. So boom, open a gateway for the gospel. Then like, oh my goodness, absolutely, I'm in. Wow. Boom, so it's beautiful how he doesn't need us, but he chooses and so longs to partner with us. That's why in, the, in that garden, he walked, he walked with them in the cool of the day. Mm-hmm. It's about love. It's about relationship. He doesn't need, he desires. Love chooses. And he chooses us. He chooses to, to, to dwell, to make a people that he can dwell with. Thank that he God. can make his temple, his body, so he can dwell in the midst of them. Mm-hmm. Powerful. It's love. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. You, you really, you blew me away. I got to say that, you know, you, your energy is very contagious. Mm. You know, I think he's, he's definitely done a work in your life and it's, it's awesome seeing what he's brought you through. Yeah. Yeah. So with that in mind, are there any takeaways you'd want me, you want to make sure people didn't miss out on from this? Anything you want to make sure people catch? Yeah. One. Back to the. The, the, what he keeps bringing up in this moment to encourage people is like, all things are possible for those who believe. Hmm. So even, and I just speak right now specifically to believers and remind you and encourage you, especially in a hard season, right? And in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, it talks about we have to spur each other on to love and good deeds and, and, and don't neglect meeting together to encourage one another. Right. Mm-hmm. All the more is that as you see the day approaching, right? all the stuff happening, we see we're much closer to that, that day of his second return than, than any day in history. They believed for 2000 years ago. Right. They're like, oh, he's coming back now. Like, it's, it's, it's it. Yep. And so we're much closer. But I just say this to encourage you, because I feel like in this season, we people need encouragement. And mm-hmm. I just want to encourage you. All things are possible with him, with him. Don't do it on your own. You cannot do it alone. Amen. All things are possible with him. And he left us his spirit. So for those who have not even just received his spirit or don't, don't know if you have, I just pray now that you experience a baptism of his spirit, an indwelling, a fresh filling, and an outpouring of his Holy Spirit within you. Because he said he has not given us a spirit of fear. And that's what we're seeing a lot today in society is fear, fear, fear-mongering, fear-provoking ads and news and all this but it's 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 he didn't give you that spirit Mm -hmm. if you've received his spirit it's a spirit of power power this is dunamis explosive power miraculous miracle working power the power that i described in the in blind eyes being open he's giving you a spirit of power of love of deep love of compassionate love of empathetic love not a selfish soulish love but his love we need his love 
and his compassion to fill us. And that's what we get when we receive his spirit and of a sound mind, of a sound mind of self-control. That's what you have. And I encourage you, receive his spirit and all things truly are possible. And I just pray a breaking off of any limitations or any fear or any doubt, any doubt that's in your mind and your hearts that it would fall off right now in Jesus name and that you'll be filled with a crazy faith, like a radical faith to truly believe, simply believe. There's a scripture he said, just simply believe, simply believe. So I just pray that, that you can simply believe and that also you receive his love, mm. love, no if you don't get it right, if you don't say it perfect, he loves you. Amen. He loves you. He's patient with you. And he's for you. He truly is for you. So I just want to encourage you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. That's awesome. It's a lot to, a lot to take away from that. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot. It's so easy for us to, there's a really good book description. I think it's called Moving Mountains by mm -hmm. John Eldridge. And he says, we, we too often come, come to God as orphans outside the door begging for table scraps. Yeah. Instead of running up into the president's lap, past the secret service and sitting in our daddy's lap, who's the president. Yeah. You know, it's just, People are so used to not having that power. We don't, we don't even know to have it. We don't even know that it's available. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. We don't know it's available or we don't believe it's available. We believe mm -hmm. it's available for other people. Or yeah. we believe it was available back then. Mm -hmm. But it's not available. Do you know what I've done? Do you know the thoughts that I've been having? Do you know what I struggle with? That's not available to me. Mm. And if you've really been washing the blood and you understand what his blood did for you, what it accomplished, that it truly has washed away every mm -hmm. blemish, every sin, past, present, and future, that it really has cleansed you, it changes the game. It changes the game. So I pray for that revelation to go deeper for those who are struggling to mm. believe that the power is real. And I pray that you have a power encounter with him, that he does something so tangible that you can't deny it. Like I've had my God moments and I didn't even go into those moments where he literally, like I fall, fell on my face bawling, trembling oh. underneath the presence of God, where it marked me, where nothing, no one can tell me otherwise. I cannot be convinced that he's mm -hmm. not real. You cannot come and convince me any other way. And I pray that every person has that moment. And a lot of it comes with just staying in the word, just stay in the word, just stay in the word, just stay in the word. Just stay in the word. And it'll change you. It will truly transform you. Amen. That's awesome. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for telling us your story and showing us God being awesome in your life. Man. You know, as they say, that's quite a sock doggler. <laughs> yes. I've never heard that, but apparently they say it. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's like one of those expressions just means it blows you away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. 
All right, sir. Thank you for your time. And thank you, man. Look forward to hearing more from you as you continue to grow closer to God. Thank you. Same, man. I pray blessing over you and all that he's doing in you and just your faithfulness to just do what he's called you to in this hour, just to bring hope and encouragement and just testimonies to those who, of the, to the body, because we need it, because that's how we overcome. Just mm -hmm. testimony, testimony, what his blood accomplished and testimony. So be encouraged and keep doing what he's called you to do. Amen. If you like the story today, please don't hesitate to spread the love. Share it, like it, and subscribe to hear more. If you want to share a story from your life about an encounter with God, please don't hesitate to email me at kingdomstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Stay safe and remember, the kingdom is among us.